Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Howard Danzig, the CEO of Etchick Group, and Heather Ambro, the Vice President of Administration of Etchick Group. Etchick Group is a company committed to helping small to medium-sized employers control their health insurance costs. Hi, guys. Hello. Well, hello, Mish. It's nice to be here. It's nice to join you. I know. So, yeah, I get to, like, see you guys in 3D right now. I'm used to seeing you on video calls. Well, after a big meal, I'm in 4D, so... (laughs) (laughs) But I love... I mean, so... We have worked together for a while, and Mm -hmm. I love what you guys do, and I wanted to have you on here because health insurance is so confusing and, quite frankly, infuriating at times. And people, I feel like people are just, feel lost in that world. You know, it's like you have no idea. You go to the doctor, is this going to be paid for? Is it not going to be paid for? You're an employer, and you're like, Am I doing this right by my people? You guys have so many answers to these questions. Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is not as complicated as everybody's trying to make it. There are too many middlemen that we have allowed to make too complicated and too many politicians that we have allowed to make it too complicated. This is really simple. The mission of an employer, when he provides benefits is to provide a means for people to have medical services and pharmacy services, period. There's a cost. And the middlemen add cost. Then there's two categories of medical services that are are engendered within a group program. There's category A, which are identifiable medical conditions that require identifiable medical needs that have identifiable medical services. And prescriptions are part of that. And prescriptions are essentially a fixed expense as well because it's almost all maintenance. Insurance companies, wherever they can avoid it, do not absorb the cost in behalf of an employer of services that they know they're going to have to pay for. There's a cost. Right. So that's not insurance. Health insurance is the the, the practice of using a premium that is pre-funded into the control of a third party from which they dole the money out as these services manifest themselves. So now it's a question of do we pay a dollar per service with a premium or 50 cents per service net medical dollar? That's all. That's simple. Now, the other, the other aspect of medical uh, costs, though, is what you don't know and what you can't predict and what you can't afford. Right. That's what insurance was intended to have been designed to be used for. We used to call it major medical insurance. But foolishly... We allowed ourselves to be hoodwinked into, you know, thinking that if we call it insurance and we pay a, a sum of money to a third party and that third party puts their name on our money, that that third party is picking up the tab for us. So the insurance companies realized they could sell health care in the form of premium, call it insurance, 
and make a lot of money for stockholders. So the policyholders foolishly hand this money off to the stockholders who happily turn it into dividends while our health care costs are much more expensive than they need to be. Skyrocketing. That's right. Yeah. Now, every type of insurance that we buy from homeowners to auto to disability to life to product liability, workman's comp, every single insurance out there is based on protecting against an unforeseen event. Right. Health insurance is putting up the money for ongoing utilization. That's not insurance. So what you're saying is that insurance is for something unforeseen. Yes. And we're using it as to like maintain our health care kind of thing. All we're doing is pre-funding <clears throat> the resources to pay for health care at inflated prices to people who have no accountability for what uh, you know the, they're charging us. And they're in control of whether or not we're even allowed to get our money back for something that we might need. So, Heather, you've been doing this. You've been a part of the company for a long time. What mm -hmm. are some things that you feel are really important for people to know? For You can shop around for your prescription cost. I ran into a scenario for myself where um, at the time I did not have... Um, coverage, and um, I was able to call different pharmacies and find out how much prescription was. And it's amazing how different a prescription costs between five different pharmacies. That like just you, stuns me. You would think, oh, okay, I'm going to pay my $20, but in reality, if I, if I had insurance, that's what I would do. I'd go in and say... right. Here's my, and I wouldn't think about it, but that really opened my eyes to be conscious of the costs because it was so different between those seven pharmacies for the same exact Which product. Is and you guys addressed this just recently in a podcast, your own podcast, yes, right? Yes. Um, and, and the name of your podcast is? The name of the podcast is The Etchick Group right now. Uh, I don't, ha you know, each podcast has a different name, right. and we're and we're looking for some common thread. So that's a that's a trick question. <laughs> What's well, my name? Actually, <laughs> healthcare. Actually, it's called Premium Busters. Yeah, uh, uh, the Etic Group busters. Premium yeah. Premium Busters because we're always trying to, you know, bust down them premiums. That's true. You know, look out. You the box the a whole little. idea of. I mean, I have to say, I had an experience where I was. I needed a prescription for my daughter, and I was like, how much is this thing going to cost? Things like, ah, just, mm -hmm. I'll just pay for it. And then I got out that HealthRx app. I'd never used it before. I was astonished. It was cheaper <laughs> to use the HealthRx, HealthRx app than it was if I would have known all the inf information I should have known about her insurance at the time. What... What magic do those people do? Do you understand how they make this happen? You mean how do they get people to overpay? Well, how does Health like one of those apps? How does Health RX do that? Yeah, very, very, very simple. Uh, <clears throat> they make arrangements, okay, with the pharmaceutical houses to um, pay a commission 
based on the utilization that go through a certain program. Okay. That's all. You know, it, it, it's no different than buying from Blue Cross. Right. All right. They set their own. They set their own prices. Now, what they're doing is they're setting it based on a commodity price, not a premium price. So the markup isn't as much. Gotcha. All right. It's incredible how much that markup must be. Well, it it, it is. Uh, let's take the, the one of the largest employers in St. Louis right now, Express Scripts. Express Scripts is not a big company. I, I mean, not an old company. It's been around for since I think the early '80s. All right. Now, what Express Scripts has evolved to, they're called pharmacy benefit management companies. Express Scripts, Caremark, Optum, they're the largest. Now, all they do is paperwork for the most part. They don't produce a product. They so do their paperwork. Services... They, they, they do paperwork. Okay. Now, so what they have become a middleman that uh, positions an insurance company to make more money on the pharmacy utilization than they're making on their own premiums. And the insurance companies have now uh, taken ownership of the PBMs. Express Scripts was just acquired by Cigna. Caremark was acquired by Aetna. United Healthcare created Optum, et, et cetera. It's dizzying all these different who's doing what right now. Okay, so here, here's the, you know, here's the, uh, the pathway. The pharmacies are not making any money at the retail end. And this, so this we know, right? I know That's a lot right. of pharmacies are having a tough time, but like, but not the big, not like Walgreens and CVS. They're doing fine, right? Well, they have their own PBMs. CVS oh. and, and Caremark are one and the same. Okay. Walgreens has become their own PBM. Gotcha. All right. And, and uh, they, they've, they've established uh, that, that, kind of, that kind of daisy chain. But the smaller guys. This, this, and and smaller. I want to tell you uh, that some of your independent chains, um, like a Rite Aid, for example, um, <clears throat> uh, they're having their issues with the uh, the payments received from the PBMs. Uh, Heather, you've heard, but you've heard uh, you know those stories as mm -hmm. well. They're complaining. And what is a PBM? Tell people what that means, because I don't know if everybody's familiar with the term. A pharmacy benefit manager. Okay. All right. Uh, so this is what happens. The PBM makes a, a, an arrangement with the pharmaceutical houses, okay, in behalf of their customer base, which are either an employer directly or an insurance company in behalf of an employer. They also um, uh, dictate to the retail pharmacy what they're going to pay them for, you know, each particular drug. In some cases, they're paying these pharmacies less than cost, mm -hmm. and they call them negative reimbursements. Really? Yes. And they mark up the cost of that drug to an employer's plan that is huge, all right? And when I tell you huge, I'll give you some, a specific example of that. And then the, the insurance companies in the form of premium mark it up again. So policyholders are buying prescriptions from an insurance company at a premium price while the pharmacy is getting uh, uh, reimbursed at virtually a loss in some cases. Oh, my mm -hmm. goodness. All right. Now, okay. just think about this for a minute, Mish, because this is really what's wrong with the whole system. All right. Number one, nobody knows what their costs are. Think about it. Nobody knows what their costs are. Nobody pays attention to their cost. 
Nobody demands to know cost. It's what's my premium. All right? Ah, gotcha. All right. Now, I've sat with employer group after employer group after employer group that have HR directors, that have CFOs, CEOs, consultants, you name it. All right? And I've asked them. I said, have you ever, ever had an evaluation session that has to do with your being able to provide an affordable uh, means for your people to have health care and prescriptions when you had a pharmacy or medical professional in a meeting? It's all insurance people. You've never had a pharmacy professional in a meeting when a guy's right down the street. I don't, and it's because people don't know, right? I mean, that's... Don't know. Well, then so, why do I know? Well, because you've done your homework, Howard. <laughs> but, but, but think about this. But this, why aren't they? The, because it's one of those things that it's a perspective-changing thought, right? Sure. And so it's one of those things that you... It's like, this is how we do stuff. This is how we do it, mm-hmm. right? Same You're thing. coming in and saying, there's an alternative to this that you guys should explore. I mean, and, and why not explore it? It's not going to hurt them to just be better informed about well, what's going on, you're, right? You're right. Now, that's the challenge. All right. So now, let's take what you just said. You know, I've, I've had uh, uh, circumstances where, um, <clears throat> you know, a, a, an independent pharmacist has actually shown, a, a public entity, by the way, um, that he can provide exactly the same thing and many of the employees that this guy has or this entity has went to him anyway if they cut out the middleman and they'd save him maybe three four hundred thousand dollars of public money you know what the reaction is well, we got to check this with our insurance agent to see if this is if this is any good. Oh, gotcha. So it's the insurance agents that are kind of gatekeeping some of this. Well, they they do because they get commissions based on right. that utilization. So let me ask you this. So am I, am I right? Heather? We're talking about the it's pharmacist a component of it for sure. Yeah. They're working directly with the company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is for the you know the medicine portion of right. things. How? Can you also help these small to medium employers with working with doctors? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> are the doctors willing to do it? Some are. Um, well, uh, let's take an example that Heather herself arranged. Do you want to tell the story about the cataracts? Sure. So we had a client that was needing to have cataract surgery, and he was in an area where I want to say the um, facility was in the network, but the doctor was not in the network. So now we're working with networks. And so um, he wanted to use this specific provider. And so called the the doctor and I said, look, we, I have a client that wants to use your services, except you're not in the network. Can you tell me what your cash price is? If he just pays cash Right, because that can be a different price. It's, so he, it was $2,300 cash price. And I said, okay, if you submit it through insurance, what is it? It was $5,500. So wow. it was worth it for him to be able to use that provider 
and just pay cash because it was still cheaper at that for that specific individual than his deductible. And so he gets to go to the person. He that can he go to the person that he gotcha. really wants to go to. And because um, if he ran it through insurance, it was going to go to deductible anyways. And he actually would have been paying more than the cash price because That's it's going to so go towards his deductible. So this is how you guys work with people. Yes. If, if I'm an employer, well, I am an employer. But uh-huh. let's say that Mish comes to you and I say, all right, I need to get health insurance for myself and my people. Like how big of an employer are you looking for? We'll do five or more. Okay. So... I need impl- I need insurance for myself and my people. How, then it's like, are you are you considered my health insurance company, or how does that work? We're your uh, insurance agent, really. You're okay. I mean, gotcha. We, we we have to be insurance agents gotcha. be, mm-hmm. because it's an insurance component. But you know, uh, the, the labeling is um, uh, illusory, to tell you the truth. Well, yeah, the labeling is probably one of the reasons why people get really mixed up. Because, like, I have a health share program right now, and it's a big no-no to call them health insurance. They're like, no, we're not health insurance. Do mm-hmm. not call us health insurance. I'm like, right. okay, gotcha. You know, All health so, insurance is is cost share anyway. Well, exactly. That's, That's why is. I thought it was interesting that they were they're That's very, all it is. you know. In my opinion, and, I, and, and I'd state that if there was a representative of Blue Cross, United Healthcare, or anybody sitting in front of me, it's an outright fraud, Period. It is not insurance. It's a fraud. It's an accounts payable system that is pre-funded without any accountability, and the spread is distributed to the uh, policy uh, to the stockholders in dividends. And the bigger the spread, and the bigger the uh, uh, the, the, the um, profitability, the higher the stock price goes. It's a so- Wall Street creation, which is a fraud. And I'll stand on that on that statement and let them prove me otherwise. So, so you're. So, let me just get this right on what you're you're saying. So, basically, if we cut out all these, all the middlemen, mm-hmm. and you just go directly to source, mm-hmm. there's so much money to be saved. Yes, and it just makes everybody's life easier. Yes, you guys are willing, obviously, to go to the place of actually calling the doctor on behalf of a client to find out if you can work out where, an arrangement. Where, where it makes sense. Yes. What, right. Right. Um, what what are your thoughts or feelings on the preventative care? Uh, let let's talk about that in in several contexts. Okay. okay? Um, many of these insurance companies are promoting what they call wellness programs. Right. You you, you get the calls like that all the time. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now, not one of these wellness programs, not one of these wellness promoters, not one of, one of these wellness management organizations can quantify what the return on investment actually is based on what that employer would be investing in these preventive services. Okay. Okay? Now, <clears throat> when they, they, they come in and sell this illusion, everybody looks at the rhetoric, but no one's looking at the, the the money side, all right? I have yet to see any wellness program, any wellness program, yield a positive cost result. Really? Yes. And many times, these wellness programs end up costing the employer group more than if they didn't do it in the first place. 
Look. So are these, tell me what the wellness programs are. All right. I don't belong to a big organization, so I don't know. Is it like go and do yoga kind no, of things? No, or Okay. No. A wellness program, okay, um, when it comes to the medical side, are, are you know, are screenings for testing and all that gotcha. kind of garbage. All right? Gotcha. Now, if this idea of preventive medicine, it was such a great idea then the HMO that became popular in the mid-80s would have been, you know, a, a potential answer. But it was the HMO model that evolved to the PPO model, okay? The HMO is called a health maintenance organization. Right. All right? A PPO is a preferred provider organization. Okay. The difference is the health maintenance organization is... The, in, the insurance and the, the, the funding and everything all in one. And one entity controls everything. So they make it attractive when they tell you that, uh, you know, you can come in and have a physical for free and you can have this for a $5 copay right. and all that kind right, of stuff. Right, right, right. All right. So all that did is create a higher frequency of activity with that, at that ended up generating activity that, was maybe 20% availability and 80% need instead of 100% need and not overpaying for availability. You know, it's a But don't you feel that people should get like a colonoscopy and a mammogram and yes. the kind of things like that that are yes. You, yes. If you catch them early, you're going to be early right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. There's no question about that. Cuz in right. the long run, that's going to save on that you know, will dollars save, as well right? because you know, of early detection. Right. Okay. Yes, but what happens is that <clears throat> let's say somebody comes up with a borderline cholesterol, mm -hmm. borderline high blood pressure, borderline this, borderline that. Bingo. Prescriptions. So this is true. I, I, I have a friend who is a lab tech, and, and I was telling her that, you know, I had gone for a wellness check to the doctor. And and the doctor was like, "You're just see your cholesterol. I mean, it's not bad, but I'm thinking me. I mean, I don't. I eat pretty healthy. I can't imagine, you know." And my friend told me, "Oh, that they've changed the numbers." This is what she shared with me, and I went, "What do you mean?" She said, "Your cholesterol's fine. That is that's been fine for years. They just recently changed the numbers right. to so that." And I was like. You know, luckily my doctor's like, eh, yeah, don't worry about getting medicine or anything. I was like, oh, good, because I'm not a big, um, I try to avoid pharmaceuticals if I can. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not saying they don't have a place, but I am saying that if I, I would, I will always go a natural, more alternative yeah. route first, mm -hmm. you know, before I take any kind of pharmaceutical because, well. You know the little light writing at the end, or that they say really, really fast. And they all the terrible things that can happen. I'm always like, it's scrolling oh. across the you know, screen. You know, and I get it from the pharmaceutical company's standpoint. It's this is our best guess. <laughs> like, this mm -hmm. is the best we can do for this particular thing. You know what I mean? But unless you like really need one, I I personally want to stay away from it. Um, but I also believe to each his own. I'm mm -hmm. not judging. I'm you're, just you're saying right. to each his own. Absolutely. But it it is a it is really interesting to me, um, and I luckily I don't have these kind of doctors, but I do think some doctors, their go-to is always some kind of pharmaceutical. They don't think about, is there another way that we can take care of this issue? Well, there's a reason for that, uh, and it's not always the doctor's fault. I agree. Right? I agree. You, you, uh, first of all, what the HMO proved 
is just because, just, uh, because you make health care available and just because people go and have these screenings mm -hmm. doesn't mean that the result of the screening and the recommendation from the doc is going to change the lifestyle choices they would have made anyway. You understand? Yep. yep. Gotcha. All right. So all that basically has done is given people uh, a pathway to more frequent medical service if they want it. All right? So <clears throat> now let's take that uh, in context. Uh, it, it, it doesn't cure uh, – didn't cure obesity because people are not going to change their diet. It didn't, you know, change um, smoking habits a lot of times. It didn't smoke – it didn't change um, drinking habits. Yeah. So – we, uh, remember well, addiction we, is addiction is a tough one, right? If if, if a person is addicted, mm -hmm. they're not going to stop without some intervention and some more serious, kind, right? You know, and so yeah, you get like you, a sure. doctor can say to you, you really need to stop drinking. Mm -hmm. But if the person's addicted, no, you're right about that. Mm -hmm. So at what point, you know, uh, does it uh, should it not be the responsibility of an employer? who's in the business of making widgets mm -hmm. to have to worry about the personal lifestyle choices that somebody's doing with their own body. Right. And that's where this thing is, you know, is off kilter too because it's become political. And the politicians have stuck their nose in it and, and they're very good at making promises with other people's money. Right. Okay, so the politician will get up there and beat his chest. Oh, we're going to make these insurance co co companies cover drug addiction. We're going to make them cover, you know, uh, um, you know, smoking cessation. We're going to make them cover this. Sure, they'll they'll cover it. Now, instead of your premium being two hundred a month, it's two twenty five a month. Right, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, now so it's just covered. Gonna, it's just going to cost. Now more. it's covered, it but the pain. but the average individual is looking at the politician who now gave him this free, you know, you know, free thing. All right, so this is a great example because this just popped up. Uh, when I was up in, up in Topeka, I, I heard this on the radio, all mm -hmm. right? I won't mention the insurance company. I'm not going to mention the lab, but I'm going to mention the circumstance because this was on the radio, you know, when I was driving up there. There is a, a lab that uh, provides these COVID tests. There's an insurance company that has to pay for the COVID tests. Now, the politicians have said that the insurance companies have to pay for the COVID test. They're free, mm -hmm. right? All right. So whenever it's free, hold on to your wallet. All right. It's free. It's going to be paid for. All right. So typically a COVID test is runs about 30 bucks. And according to this uh, report yesterday on the radio, it costs 20 to, you know, to do it and 30 to sell it. So the controversy is this lab in Kansas City is charging 300, 10 times nice. the normal. I sort of say I've seen, I've seen more than $30. I've seen anywhere up to really? $300. Really? Yes, $300. Mm -hmm. so, to the, the insurance, like the insurance, right? Well, so it's, well, the yes. insurance is you and me. Well, exactly. All but right. I mean, I'm just... They so bill. The that's what they bill. Yeah, yeah. okay. Gotcha. Now, they are doing that. Because the politicians said to the insurance companies that you got to pay the bill. Uh, and the lab is saying to the insurance companies, well, if you don't pay my bill, you're violating these mandates. Right, right. Mm -hmm. this is illegal. That's right. right. Okay. So 
the insurance company to the you know to the uh, policyholder, they're bad guys because they won't pay for this at that price. But the the policyholder has no clue what's going on behind the scenes. And this is why it's also yes, it's just so convoluted. Yes. So let's do this. I want to I want to let everybody know out there. Like if you are a pharmacist, if you're a pharmacy, mm-hmm. or if you're an employer, you guys have monthly webinars yes. that you hold to have mm-hmm. that teach people, yes. give them here's some alternatives yes. for you to look at. Yes. Um, and of course, if they go to your website. Yes. Mm-hmm. ECCHIC.com. Yes. If you go to the Etchick website, then you can find everything you need and how to get a hold of Howard and Heather and everybody yes. else so that you can, you know, really, really try to like take a look at it and just mm-hmm. see if it would work for you. It can't hurt to look at it. I think it's a mm-hmm. go ahead, Heather. I was just going to say we, we do evaluations um, often and for no, no fee and um, just look at the differences or what we may be able to help them with to put together, um, a, you know, different education, different than what they're currently doing, I possibly. I so interesting because um, it, it does, it, the whole thing just gives me a headache. It always has. I've always felt, and you know, in the whole unknown, like you go to a doctor and you're like, how much is this going to cost? Mm-hmm. Is this going to cost me something? Oh, well, my insurance, you know, it, it's like, it's so many unknowns. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you guys a quick story that happened to me a um, long time ago. I was I was on this uh, little island right off of Puerto Rico called Vieques, and my daughter had a fever and it would not go down. No matter what I tried, it would not go down. And I was like, we have to... We got to take her in. So we get to the little local hospital there. They do tests. They give her Tylenol, like just like I was too, you know, mm-hmm. but like all these things going on. And we were there for like four hours. Well, whatever it was, mysterious, it broke. Her fever broke. I don't know what, I don't know if she got bit by something or what, but everything was fine. And I'm getting ready to leave. And I said, do you take health insurance? And they, they said, um, oh, we don't, we can't take your insurance. So can you just you'll have to pay this. And then when you get back home, submit it to your insurance. I'm like, great. I've been there four hours. We've had blood tests, you know, urine tests, you name it. It's $35. Wow. I looked at her and went, what? And she's like, if you can't pay all of it, we can. I went, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Wow. Back home, my tiniest cost it would be is $75 for my copay. There's mm-hmm. no way it would be $35 total. What? That opened up my eyes to what's going on. Mm-hmm. All right, I got to ask you guys a few fun questions before we end. Go ahead. Can okay. I? Go ahead, Cause, of course. Because I, I want people to go to your site and understand more, but we have to do this part. Okay. So are you ready? We're ready. The first one's for Howard because it has to do with Howard. Oh, okay. <laughs> if I go to Bethlehem... Pennsylvania. What should I do there? That's where you went to school. What should you do at Bethlehem, yeah, Pennsylvania? What's the best thing to do there? Well, aside from looking for the manger, um, <laughs> go, to, go visit... Is there a big Le- star? Uh, there, there, there actually is. Uh, go visit Lehigh University. It is some t- fantastic campus. It looks beautiful. It's built into the side mm-hmm. of a mountain. Really? Yes. So it's made to order when you're college age, and it's not made to order when you've been out of it for a while. <laughs> oh my gosh! But how fun <laughs> it to is! Know it, that. It, it I is. love that. You, you know who's a, uh, who went to um, Lehigh? Lehigh Coca came out of Lehigh University. Really? Yes. Interesting. Yes. Uh-huh. 
built in the side of a mountain. Uh huh. It's built into the side that of a mountain. That is so cool. And Roger Penske came out of Lehigh University. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh! So I'd never heard of the university, and I just I just saw pictures. Thought it was beautiful. I had no idea that was that's well, so cool. Well, if you talk to Roger Penske, he's going to tell you Howard Danzig came out of Lehigh University. Of course, <laughs> of course. Oh Howard, we go way back. All right, Heather, I've got one for you now. Okay, you ready? Uh, so sure. let's say you're going to move to Hollywood. I just know how you are. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to be an actor or a director or a production designer? What are you going to do in Hollywood if you had your choice? Ooh, good question. <laughs> um, I think I'll go director. Director. I yes. knew you were going to say yes. that. I, I like knew I'll you were going to say that. But as uh -huh. a VP of administration, this makes yes. complete I sense, right? Because this say is that. you're always directing yes. what's going where. I need and yeah. where I. Yeah, I yes. love it. All right, so yes. if you go to Hollywood, just let me know. So I, I will. Know. I would like to see one of your movies. I will. I'll send <laughs> you the scripts and everything. She should go to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now uh, the podcast really is a lot about kindness, which is why I wanted to have you guys on here. You're very passionate about helping people with this whole crazy thing we call health insurance, whether it actually is insurance or not, right? Right. What have you guys seen lately? Like, have you witnessed an act of kindness or received or given any kind of kindness? What's top of mind? Would you like to answer that question? Um, sure, sure. So, um, I had recently, you know, for me personally, just um, was just having a rough day, rough week, just kind of overwhelmed, and I was talking to somebody, and they were like, how are you doing? And I was like, you're about to find out. And I just was like, just started talking, and this person just listened and listened and listened and didn't judge and didn't question. And I, And at the end, I said, thank you so much for listening. I know you're super busy, but it really meant a lot to me. I was thankful you know, because mental health is so important. I was right. like, I needed it at that moment. And sometimes you just need to talk and, and just unload and let and it out. It was very, it was very nice to me that they just took half an hour out of their day just to listen. And I don't think either one of us were expecting it, but it was great. It was Aww. great. That was very well, thoughtful is to kindness. me. And so the the following week. The, the person the other person was experiencing something very similar and they called me and we just shared and now it's like you just Aww. call me anytime you know oh so I we, love it we always need that find that person with the ear to listen absolutely so. well guys I there's one thing in in, in, uh, that I experienced we had an incident in our office where we had to call the Maryland Heights police and mm -hmm. The, the, I want to tell anybody listening, you know, we should be ashamed of ourselves as a society and a country to be demonizing these fantastic people. They are so dedicated to our community, and they do not go into this work to get, uh, to get rich because they don't. Right. And I they know. are people just like us, and they have the same aspirations that we have. And... Uh, I will tell you that the um, roadblocks and the barriers that our politicians are created have created for these fantastic public servants 
is not only appalling but disgusting. And I will tell you that the kindness that these people have, the dedication that these people have, the, the integrity these people have, once in a while you may have a bad apple. But my God, I think there's some bad apples. Oh, there are. There, there, there are <laughs> I have bad, to say, there are bad there apples. There are. There are bad but, lawyers and bad doctors. Yes, but there's a bad but teachers. But there's also good. Oh, and it, and these it, people it are is, fantastic. Um, that is a subject that is. I mean, it's a difficult one to broach, right? Because you do need police. Mm-hmm. There are times where the police need to be called, um, and I know, I know some police men that are just wonderful, wonderful amazing people, people but. You also know that there are those that should not have done what they're doing. There's should no not question. Be, they should not be there's, in the police force, there's right? There's no question. And, you know, and it, it's interesting. Talk about health. There probably should be um, some sort of mental health evaluation done before some you're, of these people right. serve the public. No matter what, mm-hmm. no matter yeah. what you're doing in public, I think that there are people that really do not belong there. You know, but I agree. There's a lot of great ones too. Oh, mm-hmm. really, really? So, good uh, job, Marilyn Heights. You're getting kudos. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're, they're really special people. Very the the cool. ones that I met. And we, we also have the privilege of working with a couple of fire protection districts. And boy, you talk about first responders who are just dedicated for what they do. Uh, we are very lucky. I do love, I have a friend that's a first responder, and he said to me one time, he's like, my job is just to do what I can to help that's that right. person. He's that's like, right. I don't care what they, I don't care what they look like, where they're from. That's he right. Was, I, I have only, I have no questions to ask. My whole task is, I need to take care that's of you. That's right. Mm-hmm. So we need those people. Well, that's guys, right. thank you so much oh. for being on today. Well, thanks for having us. I appreciate us. your time. I appreciate you educating people more on that wacky world of health insurance because it really does feel wacky. It is, and, and it's you know, And why not, guys? Why not just explore it a little bit more mm-hmm. and, you know, find out if this might work for you. Thank All you, right, guys. Thank you thank so you. much thank for you. having us. Everyone out there, you have been listening to Mishmash Podcast. Um, go out there, be kind, make the world a better place. We would love that. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And you are kind. Ah, thank you be so kind. Much. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank you.